This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Laurie Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. everybody, welcome to the Maxlexia podcast and kind of feels like I've been gone for a very long time. I think we're all probably losing a bit of track of time at this point. Hope everybody really is doing well and staying safe. I think for me, I've been finding it very hard to be told that you're doing something by doing nothing because often I just feel like it is doing nothing. But I, I have been very grateful to have this time to really have the time to create my Max Lexia signature program. And the last podcast I had, I said I was hoping for a nice seamless launch. So we are there. It is launched. It is live. I am very excited about this. I it, It's literally my baby that has come to life. And this is just really exciting for me. Now, that being said, I should have watched what I said because I did have about, oof, I'm trying to think now, is about a week or 10 days to literally get the last step of the technology in place. It was up and able to be purchased and everything was working, except upon purchase, it was not then allowing people to access the course. So that was probably more work for me than putting the whole thing together in terms of sort of frustration and having to figure it out. In the end, had to buy a little add-on to the uh, to the to the sign out process for for credit card payments and it's all working fine now so I'm very happy about this so I welcome you to go check that out you can take the ready to reboot that is complimentary uh, go take a, a series of questions and quizzes that will kind of get you in the headspace of you know am I ready for change because if you are going to really go through what I've put out there, it truly is, if you immerse yourself in it fully, it really is life-changing and life-altering life in, in really good ways, but you have to be ready for the change. So I wouldn't want somebody to sort of try to embark on that before they were ready. So these series of questions is a few little things that can maybe point you in the right direction to say, you know, do I think I'm ready to be able to, to, to embark on, on a process like this. So that is really exciting. I have to say very, very exciting. Now that all the technical is done, uh, I'm sort of coming back into the blogging and podcasting world where I would love to hear from people. And I'm hoping that some of the things that I start to put out there will perhaps resonate with you in some way and have um, a, something that you might relate back to in your own experiences that you'd like to share and I would love to hear from people. This is really, I really want this to be something about sharing in this, in the community of the world of dyslexia and really, as it says, celebrating dyslexic brilliance. Today, the podcast, I'm calling it, I'm having a dyslexic moment. I have worked for years and years with dyslexic people and my clients have all absolutely taught me so much that literally blows my mind. So this is where I'm at and this is why I've come to this point of wanting to put this out in the world because the changes I have seen in people in terms of their relationship with their own dyslexic experiences and how they perceive themselves and how they want the world to now perceive them in much more positive ways is just such, 
such a blessing and such a gift. So that's why we're here. And so today I wanted to call this one, I'm having a dyslexic moment. And anybody who's dyslexic will recognize that you are definitely going to have dyslexic moments. They are just absolutely the most kind of um, brilliant uh, and very uniquely dyslexic experiences that you have that other people actually don't have. I posted the last blog post I really kind of dedicated it to, um, I, I don't know if any of you pay attention to cooking shows, certainly in this day when we're all staying home and doing a little more cooking. Uh, one of my favorites is Jamie Oliver, always has been, and he is absolutely self-proclaimed dyslexic. He's so wonderful. He's so brilliant. And there's been some very interesting times when I've been watching his show that he's actually referenced back to a time in his past and you can just sort of see that little glimmer back to when he was a child. And this is some of the stuff that we work through in the signature program of really going back to your early dyslexic experiences, the negative dyslexic experiences, how they made you feel, what they made you think about yourself. And, you know, owning those and then sort of being able to release them and let them go so you can move on. That's one of the early steps. One of the ones that got to me when I was listening one time was he was trying to split something up evenly. I think it was muffins or I don't know, cake batter, brownie batter, something like that. And he did not quite get the counting down right. And he really did. I could just sort of see that lucidity in his eyes where he sort of said, well, I, you know, I always sucked at math when I was in school. He's mentioned that many times in terms of referencing back to his early school experiences, which amazingly consider the success of this man that these things are still really right below the surface in terms of the emotions about it which again that's what I want to address here it really is about the emotional piece the psychological piece the takeaway from some of those early dyslexic experiences and the PTSD that remains in terms of how you feel about yourself how you go through your life so when I saw him do that um it sort of started to, to, to have me pay a little bit more attention. And my last blog post literally dedicated to him because I was watching his new show, um, Keep Cooking and Carry On, meaning that as we're all locked down, we don't all have the ingredients we want. We're trying to make do with an old bag of potatoes or carrots. Anyway, I think it's brilliant. I find him totally fascinating. I love his family. They are boisterous and interesting and bouncing around and I know some of them probably remind him of him when he was a kid and his his lovely wife together so I, I'm just enjoying the whole thing but the last one that I watched was he was preparing a pandemic party birthday party for his daughter and you know it's one of those things that we sort of have that it, it's bittersweet that we are home with family but you know, we're not doing a lot of the normal things. So here he was preparing a lovely meal and baking a beautiful cake. And then he says at the end, he said, and I had one more task to do was to put up the happy birthday sign in the kitchen. And he had to put it up letter by letter, one letter at a time. And then he said, looks at the camera and says, and of course, being dyslexic, I spelt it wrong. And then he laughed. And I thought that is beautiful. That is, I am having a dyslexic moment. And what I loved about it was that he had the humor. And when I talk about some of the self-care things that we can do to, to move forward with dyslexia and your dyslexic journey, this is some of the work that I have people do on their, on their worksheets and through the videos that 
are in the program is really about having self-care steps. For me, one of the most important is humor. Having humor about, like I said, those experiences that are gonna be just uniquely dyslexic. Nobody else is gonna have these experiences. You, you may punch in the wrong phone numbers on, on a dial. You might get the addresses backwards. You might get on the, the wrong bus. Instead of the 109, you get on the 190 bus. Um, you might measure things improperly. There are so many moments in my office that are truly humorous that we share so much laughter. It really is incredible and it does literally make my life so, so rich. And I could probably fill five podcasts with some of the examples. Um, I'm thinking of another one. Somebody I was working with in math was continually literally punching the wrong buttons on the calculator over and over and over getting the wrong answer, getting the wrong answer, getting the wrong answer, literally because she was just not entering the numbers in the correct order. Finally, she looked up at me and said, maybe my calculator is just broken. And I looked back at her and we probably laughed for 10 minutes straight. And of course, what a, what a wonderful moment. Of course, the calculator's broken. It must be the calculator. So just to find those deliciously delightful moments where you're going to find that humor, you're going to be able to laugh, not at yourself, not at your dyslexia, but with your dyslexia are truly, truly little gifts and gems. And perhaps that would be a challenge I would put out rather than list the ones I've experienced with people. Maybe challenging you to all start to reflect and not only reflect but maybe start to notice some of those in your own lives and be able to see the humor in them and be able to then laugh and enjoy those moments as uniquely ones that you're experiencing. You have to have the right approach in terms of seeing the humor in that and being able to laugh with your dyslexia not at it. Now um, so I was very appreciative when Jamie Oliver just put it out there and just said, well, I'm dyslexic. I spelt that wrong. And there you go. And funny thing, the next episode I watched, uh, I saw, I saw behind him, I saw the little happy birthday thing. And it, I think it said happy bith day. So that was, that was really cute. And, um, I think we all need to dyslexic or not be able to laugh at ourselves, but not in a bad way. Now, when I say I'm having a dyslexic moment, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that before and recognize that. Like I said, some of them are, they're all very extremely um, unique to being dyslexic, but oftentimes people will throw that around in a very derogatory way. I've had people text me from their classroom where a math teacher has just made a mistake on the board and said, oh my goodness, I just had a dyslexic moment. Obviously, the connotation behind that is a very negative connotation that of course, um, I mixed it up, I'm not smart enough, I'm stupid, and I've made a stupid mistake. Instead of saying I made a stupid mistake, they said I made a dyslexic mistake. I have had people text me from their classroom and say, my teacher just said this, and I can just feel the emotion behind those texts. Other times, people will have things that um, are sent to them, or, or the wrong address is put on something, or it goes to the wrong place. And they'll have comments like, oh, it must have been a dyslexic employee who, who, who mixed that up. Obviously, again, negative connotations, derogatory. So I've had students text me from class. I've had 
people sort of hold it together for the whole day after somebody said something like that. And then they walk into my office and completely emotionally unleash because they've been holding it together and it has hit home in such a powerful way and in such an emotional way that hits that little piece of um, that very vulnerable place where all those past experiences, what you've heard, whether it be implied or whether it's been said out loud, has put this very vulnerable piece that as soon as something hits there, the emotions just explode. What I've tried to mentor some of the people I work with to do would be and not easy to do. You're in a classroom with a teacher and the teacher says something like that. You, you not only have the right to, but you must speak up. Excuse me, miss. I am dyslexic. I am not stupid. I am very good at math. And your comment was really inappropriate. And I think the more that we do that, first of all, we're putting the word out there. It's not hush-hush. It's not you're over in the special class over here because you're dyslexic. You're going to go over here. And I know, again, Jamie Oliver has spoken about that where he said he was just, um, he was just, he considered thick in school and put in that special place where the thick kids go. And I think also for a lot of students like that is that the recognition of the fact that you know you're intelligent, you know not only you're intelligent, you're brilliant, and yet you're being told all the time that you're stupid in class by failure, by um, not getting the grades that you know you're capable of getting based on what you know about yourself. And that disconnect between those two things is extremely painful. Not easy things to do to stand up, to actually verbalize and vocalize out loud, I am dyslexic, I don't appreciate your comment. I am dyslexic and I'm extremely intelligent and successful and I don't appreciate your comment. Your comment is inappropriate. And I really think one of the other things besides having everyone who's on a dyslexic journey be able to shift into a very positive way of moving through the world and seeing themselves is that for me, I've been saying it forever, but really want to change the world. And by that, I mean, have the way people perceive the word dyslexia, have the way people perceive people with dyslexia in a completely different way, no longer negative connotations, but actually recognizing the dyslexic brilliance. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.